0: Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. We are your home for Red Sox baseball, and we are officially on countdown to Red Sox baseball. One week to go until the Sox and the Orioles to help us get ready for the 2021 season is Ian Brown. He covers the Red Sox for MLB.com. Ian, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Brady? Well, good. I'm very, very excited for Red Sox baseball, but the thing is, is I just... I, I I have a read on this team. I just don't know if it's right. I think this team is going to be good. I think they're going to be interesting, but I think they're going to finish in fourth place because I think they finish in the best. I think they play in the best division in baseball. Where do you think I'm close on my prediction or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same line of thinking as you. I think that um, I think any team would look good after that uh, just garbage team we yeah. saw out there last season that wasn't even really representative of being a major league baseball team. But, yeah, they've, they've made some nice upgrades. They've got some key guys back from injuries. Um, they're hopefully going to get one key guy back from just a brutal season-long slump he had last year, J.D. Martinez. Um, they could get Chris Sale back by you know, the last two, three months of the season. So, yeah, there's, there's reasons for optimism here. Um, I see this as like an 85 to 87, if everything goes right, like 88-win kind of team. And you're right, they could still finish fourth. I mean the Yankees are just loaded. I mean they're, they're going to win hundred games. Um, Tampa Bay they had some big losses with uh, you know with, with uh, Blake Snell and with Charlie Morton, but they just seem to always find a way, right? Yeah. So I think you know you'll probably see them in the nineties. The question whether the Red Sox finish third or fourth is whether kind of Toronto lives up to their hype. They seem to be one of those teams that every few winters you know they they kind of make a splash and we hype them up a little bit, and sometimes they live up to it, sometimes they don't. So um, they're a team that really still doesn't have a home. They're playing in Dunedin, <laughs> yeah. you know, until they can finally get to Toronto, maybe by um, early summer, maybe by June or so. Um, so, yeah, uh, but, you know, I agree I agree with where you're coming from. I think that the Red Sox, it would be a great season if they snuck in as, like, a second wild-card team. But I think they'll probably be, at the end of the day, they'll probably be in the fight. But I think by the end of the season, they'll probably be outside looking in. Um, and the other thing to consider here is just they, they don't feel like they're gonna be into the trade deadline. Gonna be very interesting to see what what Hahn Bloom does if he just kinda of, uh... continues to unload it and, and build uh for the future. So there's a lot of dynamics at work here and a lot of uh I think this
0: particular Red Sox season is going to be intriguing to watch. You are uh, 100% in lockstep with what I've said. I've said that Bloom is not going to go all in for a shot at a one-game playoff. I think they're much more likely to sell off some of these pieces at the deadline for prospects. Um, The one guy that's really interesting to me on that front is Eduardo Rodriguez. Could you see them trading Erod to get prospects and then try to re-sign him back, or do you think they just want to get something done with him long-term and not risk trading him?
1: Yeah, you know, that whole thing where you, uh, you know, that that seemed like a great idea with John Lester yeah. <laughs> about six or seven years ago, to to trade him in July uh, for Yohanna Festivus and then to try to um, get him back. It didn't work out. Um, and in Lester's case, I think it was very hurtful uh, to him after what he had done for that franchise. And he was really willing to come back on a hometown discount that they went and traded him, Um so, you know, I don't know how Eduardo Rodriguez would feel about this. I think something within guys changes once you trade them. Uh, personally, I would lock Eduardo Rodriguez up yeah. um, for the next five, six years because uh, aces don't grow on trees. You developed this guy. Uh, you didn't draft him, but you you, you really uh, you made the Andrew Miller trade for him. and You really kind of developed him at the major league level. And just the maturation of this guy between even two years ago to now is just amazing. But this is the guy... He used to nibble around the strike zone, um, just mess around. And you, every start, it was an adventure. Could he get past five innings? Now he just goes after people, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is a guy I think he wants to stay in Boston. He loves Alex Flora, um, very close to Christian Vasquez and uh, Devers and some of these other guys, Alexander Bogart, some of these other guys on the team. So this is a guy that I would make uh, a cornerstone for your future. So I would hope that they would um, – you know, I, I, w- I think what they're going to do is they're probably going to feel out what his market is going to be uh, between now and then. And if they feel like they will they'll they can sign him, maybe they'll sign him. If they feel like his market is going to be so big that they're not going to be able to, then maybe they trade him for prospects. But I'd really like to see them uh, hang on to Eduardo Rodriguez.
0: Ian Brown covers the Red Sox for MLB.com. He's here with us on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Of the new and or young players, who are you most excited about?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I'm re- I mean, just watching him in spring training, I mean, Bobby Delba, yeah. I think we all came into spring training being like, okay, this guy, he had his moments at the end of um, last season, but a lot of guys have their moments at the end of the season. It was 80 at best. Uh, what is he going to be? Uh, and he's coming to spring training, just looks, looks like a guy who knows he belongs, a guy who knows he's the starting first baseman, a guy who's just come out and done his work taken his big cuts. And, uh, it's been fun to watch. So I really like, I'm really kind of bullish on Bobby Dahlback, especially you look at this guy as, um, and I wrote about this, I think it was yesterday or today, number nine hitter in the lineup. I mean, how many teams have a number nine hitter who keeps it hit 30, 35 homers this year? So to me, I like that look of having him down at the bottom of the order, where you know, usually that's where pitchers can take a breather. You, know, you think a, a breather against this guy, he, he might hit a 450 <laughs> feet. So um, I'm really that's the guy that uh, you know I'm really looking forward to. I also like uh, uh, it's been fun to watch T.K. Hernandez. Yeah. I think he's the guy who brings a lot of energy to the team. Um, he's a guy that Alex Cora has challenged to be better offensively than he's been in the past. He's told him to start controlling counts. Um, rather than just kind of being so sort of swing-happy. And he's been impressive throughout spring training. Um, he really looks like... The problem with the Red Sox last year is nobody wanted to lead off. Um, Alex Verdugo kind of did it because nobody else wanted to. Um, but he, he you know he didn't really want to. But now uh, Hernandez is all in on, on being a leadoff guy. So you got a guy who wants to do it, and you have Verdugo hitting after him and J.D. hitting after him. And uh, it's a pretty deep lineup. I think the one thing that this team should do is uh, score quite a, quite a few runs this season. I think that pitching there, again, going to be some question marks, but they're better question marks than they had last year, where last year the question mark was, who was even going to start on a given night? <laughs> <It> We're <was laughs> piecing together a rotation that had like two starting pitchers, and one once uh, at one point when Evaldi was out for about Three weeks with a calf injury, I think it was. Perez was the only guy going out there every single day. It was just, it was just a mad scramble. But now you have some stability in the rotation. So it's just a matter of how you know how these guys are going to perform.
0: You know, you're right about the stability in the rotation. Health is the question with most of those guys. But uh, the bullpen remains a question. Um, I like the Ottavino addition. We all like Matt Barnes. The guy I'm most intrigued by is and Hernandez and how he slots in. What do we think of the bullpen overall?
1: Yeah, I think it has a chance to be much improved. Um, and Because, you, you know, you, you have Barnes, you add had an Audubino. It remains to be seen which one of those guys is going to close and which one is going to be the primary setup man. But either way, you're going to have a strong 8th inning guy. He's going to be one of the better 8th inning guys in the league, whether it's Barnes or Audubino. And hopefully you'll have a good closer. Both these guys have kind of flirted with being closers before but have never gotten the opportunity to do it full time. I think they both really want the job, especially them going. Both of them going free agency. That's going to make them want that job even more. Mm-hmm. But I agree that Hernandez is a big key, and he's got a tough go strike. And we've still seen him lacking command at, at times in spring training. But I think another guy uh, who not a lot of people are talking about outside of Japan, but a guy who I think can play a big role in this bullpen is Hirokazu Asamoora. You know, mm-hmm. here's a guy who uh, had a great year, la- great second half of the year last year. Um, in Japan, once he was traded and really found his splitter um, as a weapon, and we all remember what the splitter did for Koji um, as a weapon here. And uh, he looked like a guy who was trying to find himself a little bit in his first two to three spring training outings. Um, last night he he was lights out, you know, got all four guys to face. Um He he has a fastball that goes up to 95, 96 miles an hour, so this guy could be a real weapon for them too. Um, and then you have you know you have guys like Josh Taylor. Uh, he was pretty good two years ago. Let's see if he can do that again. You have Matt Andrees, who's kind of the, the, kind of the swing man back when, uh, you know, Brian Johnson, back when he was a really good uh, pitcher for the Red Sox three years ago. Um, that's the kind of weapon that, uh, Matt Andreas can be is a guy who can be a, be a long reliever, be a middle reliever, and also give you a spot start every now and then. So that's a good move. You need a guy like Austin Bryce who has good stuff. You need him to be consistent. And really the surprise of the champ, Brady, has been their rule five pick. Yeah. Garrett Whitlock, uh, who he's just been electric out there. And people are like, oh, why why do the Yankees let that go? Well, I know he was coming off Tommy John's surgery from two years ago, but um, every time he's pitched, he's been impressive. And Alex Cora kind of went out of his way at the start of camp to mention Whitlock, kind of unprompted. Uh, a reporter didn't even ask about him, but he just said, wait till you guys get down here you see the way that guy Whitlock throws the ball and the way he carries himself. So that, they're very excited about him. So, yeah, I think the bullpen is also going to be a lot better than it was last year. It's interesting they're going to go with the 14-man pitching staff, but you get five starters and nine relievers. I think what you're doing is coming off an unprecedented 60-game season. You don't want anybody to have too big of a workload. I'd be surprised if anyone on the Red Sox pitches 200 innings this year. So I think you're going to rely heavily on the relievers. You're going to see a lot of two-inning stints out of your bullpen guys. You're going to hope to get five, maybe six innings out of your starters and have the bullpen... Um, you know take it home from there and how they do that as a pitching staff, and that's ultimately going to decide um you know how good the team can be this year like i said we we know they're going to hit.
0: Well, I'll get you out of here on this. We know they're going to hit. We know the pitching could be good on its best day. The thing I'm really actually worried about, maybe I buried the lead in this, is is the defense. Um, I love Vasquez, Bogarts, Hernandez, and Verdugo up the middle. I like everything in the middle where it's most important. Everything else is a complete question mark to me. Um, What do you think about the defense overall?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a real point of emphasis for Alex Cora. Uh, he's ta- going back and talking about all the way back in the winter. and Then they got to spring training, and they had um, what they call defensive laps every day where they had certain fields that would dedicate just to defense. So they've certainly worked hard to make that defense better. And, look, uh, Devers is a big question mark. Uh, Cora was just talking about him today and said that uh, yesterday was his best day at camp defensively and really quite impressed by um, the way he's played defense in the drills, in the games. He just said he has to have better decisions sometimes. He mentioned him kind of making a quick throw last week when Nelson Cruz was running, and that's not a guy you need to rush to make a guy throw again. So you just need a little more kind of court awareness, as we like to see. Um, the first base, I like Dahlbeck. I think he he's going to be really good. And you know the other you know guy who's a better defender than you think is uh, Hunter Renfro. Mm. And that's the guy who's going to play in right field most of the time. Um, he's really an above-average outfielder, and he has shown me in spring training his JetBlue has the same uh, dimensions as Fenway. He has shown me that he can handle um, right field at Fenway Park, and we all know what an important position that is. Uh, He's very athletic in the outfield. And then, uh, you know, it's a matter of, you know, what are you going to get from Verdugo in center? Can he be as good in center as he was in right? It's like almost any Red Sox center fielder. It's unfair to try to replace Jackie Bradley Jr. just after how good he was on defense. And then left field, you have Coriello who has the tools, but, you know, he hasn't been on the field long enough for really, in his whole career, for anybody to get a feel for what he is. I think uh, Marwin Gonzalez is a guy you're going to see rotating between the outfield and the infield. And the same thing with Kike. You know, there'll be times that Kike starts in center field. Uh, he's a very good center fielder. Of uh, those games when he starts in center, he's going to finish at second base because they think he's an elite defender at second. So there might be games where he plays the first six innings or so um, at center and moves to second. So a very interchangeable roster, really. And, you know, the one thing keep an eye on his you know, Duran gonna be ready at some point this season because that could change everything and give them a true kind of center fielder and just make the rest of the outfields that much stronger. So it's gonna be interesting. But I think that uh, you know, I think the defense it's not like they had it's not like they had butchers all over the field. Like you said, they they're strong up the middle, you know what you're gonna get with Bogart and Kike and Christian behind the plate. Um you hope for Dugo gets the job done in the center. I think they're covered in right with Renfro. And I think Dalback is going to be more than fine at first. And if Dever should ever just get to the point where he can't play defense, Robbie um, Dahlbeck's a natural third baseman, yeah. right? He's a, a above-average third baseman, so you're kind of covered there if third base becomes a disaster. You just say, "Look, Rafi, you know you're going to have to um, go to first base or something." You know, they'd have to figure something out there. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think that that covers them there. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll hold their own on defense. I think that's the biggest question for the team, like we were saying, is the pitching and how that's going to hold up, particularly the starting pitching.
0: Well, Hunter Renfro had a brilliant throw uh, on Monday to throw somebody out at third against the Rays. I remember watching that. and He does, certainly does have a uh, a great arm, and uh, I'm glad to hear he's got a good glove overall as well. Ian Brown covers the Red Sox for MLB.com. You can follow him all season long here writing about the Red Sox. Ian, we appreciate you, man. Have a, uh, a safe season. We look forward to talking to you again down the line.
1: All right, sounds good, Brady. Thanks.